welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual podcast from Beyond Our Experiences. My name is Sumana and I'll be talking to Kishan who will be speaking about a few places in Karnataka. Hi Kishan. Hi Sumana. So when you say Karnataka, what are the places would you be taking us through? Well, Karnataka is a pretty large state and uh, what I will be doing as a part of this podcast is speaking about the places that I have actually been to. So uh, the first one of course is one of my favorite being Mysore and uh, I'm is sure it also are... known as a city of palaces Yeah indeed you're right in fact uh, Mysore is known as a city of uh, palaces it has five palaces of course the most famous one that we all go to is called as the Mysore palace which is also known as the Amba Vilas palace then there's a Jagmohan palace Rajendra Vilas palace Lalit Mahal palace and Jayalakshmi Vilas palace Okay the Amba Vilas palace is where the procession starts on the Dasara day right Correct that happens on the 10th day uh, as as we all know the Mysore Dasara proces- uh, procession happens on the 10th day but there's a 9 day festival that takes place in Mysore a lot of people all across India and perhaps even outside uh, come down to Mysore to take a to take a look at in fact on the on the last day it's the king who is seated on a throne which is placed on the elephant and that seat is set to weigh about 750 kg and is made up of gold yeah that's what i have heard so apart from these palaces uh, an interesting place that uh, i would like to quote down here is st philomena's church which is actually dedicated to st philomena and this church uh, has about uh, two twin towers and it's 175 feet high mm-hmm. and is definitely visible from a distance it is it is uh, has a neo gothic kind of uh, an architecture and it's pretty old it was actually reconstructed by krishna raj odeyar in the 1940s but it began as a very small church in the 1840s okay uh, where else would you take us to in mysore uh, one of the places that one would go down to is chamundi hills it is it is the place where as per the legend oh that's where the statue of mahishasura yes yes you would see that it, it's a very famous yeah it's Demet, a very famous right? place where you see the statue of mahishasura holding a serpent on one hand and a sword in the other and it is it apparently as per the legend goes it is goddess chamundeshwari happens to kill the buffalo faced demon mahishasura and it's a, it's a it's a lovely place to visit which is atop a hill Uh, one of the other places which i would recommend of course as you go closer to shrilangapatna is brindavan gardens uh-huh. now brindavan gardens is a terrace uh, garden it's also called as a krs dam yes it is very close to krs and um, it is it is a terrace garden which is uh, which spans across about 60 acres mm-hmm. and if i remember right you know whenever i used to watch olden bollywood or uh, sandalwood movies mm-hmm. you used to see brindavan featured down there in one of in most of the songs, songs. so you're already come close to the next city that is shrirangpatna right That's right that's right. Shrirangpatna is my favorite. I mean whenever I go down to Mysore uh, I make it a point to visit uh, Shrirangpatna. Shrirangpatna happened to be the capital city of uh, Tipu Sultan and Hyder Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tipu Sultan I know is a controversial topic but nevertheless uh, I regard him as one of uh, the persons who actually tormented the britishers he created the indigenous rocket which is called as the mysorean rocket really yeah and for those who don't know the british actually took this tipu sultan's rocket as a blueprint and uh, developed the congreve rockets which they used against the napoleon 
Wow. So this is uh, something which is very interesting, and I mean, I get very enthused uh, you know, following these. So where all have you gone in Sri Lanka? So in Sri Lanka, there is a place called as Daria Dawlat Bagh. It is regarded as Tipu Sultan's uh, summer palace, uh, which is made up of teak wood. Uh, right now, this palace is uh, converted as a museum of sorts. Okay. What is next then? The next would be the the gumbaz. Now, gumbaz was actually created, you know, as a tomb for Hyder Ali, that is Tipu Sultan's father. In fact, Tipu Sultan happened to be buried there too. So there are uh, some several tombs of his family members who are buried in the gumbaz. Okay. So one thing about Sri Rang Patna, uh, there must be Sri Ranganatha Swami Temple as well, right? Absolutely. There is a very old temple which was built in about uh, the 984 AD, and that is of uh, Lord Vishnu. Now, since Lord Vishnu uh, is seen in a resting position. under the head of a serpent which is now which we all know as adi sesha and this temple is actually an important shrine for vaishnavites okay so one uh, interesting place which i would like to quote down here is uh, is something called as a bailey's dungeon mm-hmm. now as you go past uh, ranganatha swami temple you'll you'll come across a place which is called as bailey's dungeon and it apparently used to be the place where tipu sultan used to chain the british prisoners Oh. and uh, there was this gentleman by the name Kalanil Bailey who was captured by Tipu Sultan who breathed his last and that is the reason why this Scott place is called as Bailey's Dungeon okay that's informative yeah so and there must be something close by there right the bird sanctuary or something yeah you're right in fact uh, there is uh, a very famous uh, bird sanctuary called as the Rangantittu bird sanctuary it happens to be the largest in the state and it is very popular for its uh, flora and fauna so in addition to the rangantittu bird sanctuary is a large zoo which is called as the chamrajendra zoological garden it happens to be the oldest and the largest zoo in india so for those folks who are interested in visiting a zoo this is a must visit it spans across about 157 acres and has uh, different varieties of animals from all across uh, the world Okay, so and the Mysore, I know, is popular for something the Mysore silk sarees. The Mysore, Did you happen to visit any emporium? So Mysore silk is is something that one must pick when they go down to Mysore. It's 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 uh, very famous, mm-hmm. and there there are definite uh, you know, there are government emporiums down there. So one should go there and pick up. Uh, silk for the family is what I always recommend uh, people who travel to Mysore. and of course the mysore park is also something which uh, one must try okay. when you go down to mysore yeah. in addition to that the mysore masala dosa is also very actually uh, recently read in paper there's something called the guru sweet mart on the rajas road which right. exports mysore packs and tons yes so it's pretty popular and if i remember right i think the same place is also very Uh, popular for its flowers and its for its market area devraja yes, yes. market so in addition to mysore uh, an interesting place which i would recommend uh, uh, people to visit is kurg uh, kurg is also called as madikeri uh, it's it's a very popular hill station where a lot of uh, folks uh, do visit now in kurg there are uh, quite a few interesting places there is there is a 17th uh, century fort and which was fortified by tipu sultan 
one should not miss down beside the fort is two life-size elephants which are made up of mortar as uh, there's not too much to see uh, inside the fort of course it contains a palace but right now what they've done is they've converted this fort into uh, into the office of uh, the deputy commissioner okay so what else is there other than the so, so this uh, this place uh, has a couple of things which is called as the raja seat the raja's tomb it has abbey falls now raja seat is uh, just happens to be a place a point where the kings used to visit mm-hmm. and it provides an absolute scenic uh, surrounding from okay. that point and i think this is a place where uh, where actually you can experience the beauty of gold during the sunrise or the sunset another place is the Raj, the raja's tomb it's nothing but again the tomb of the kodava kings also the tombs of tipu sultan's royal officers lay down there nothing uh, specific to talk about but uh, it's it's located quite close to the raja seat okay another place is abbey falls uh, this is a must visit it's about located about 10 kilometers from raja seat mm-hmm. um you need to descend about 200 steps going down to see the falls and it's it's a nice little experience because you pass through exotic uh, coffee cardamom pepper and other spice, spice plantations, plantations yeah and also how are the roads out there the, the roads are uh, pretty nice drivable a little bit uh, curvy uh, around but uh, it's perfect so i heard about a elephant camp in mercury is that where yeah so there is one Uh, which is located about 40 odd kilometers away called as a dubare elephant camp mm-hmm. and uh, this is one place where you can enjoy with family you can go and uh, you know feed the elephants you can actually see how the mahouts uh, command the elephants so this is a nice place to go and kind of relax so they take the elephants for a bath and all that right yes they do and so that's an important There's point small you... baby elephants Yes that's right that's right so that's that's a place where the kids can perhaps even touch the the baby elephants or uh, one needs to be careful though because uh, these elephants when they are taken for a bath they normally sprout water water though and, that must be and, fun and if you are carrying a digital camera you just need to be careful okay so then now uh, this uh, monastery as well right tibetan monastery somewhere that, that's right there is a place called as uh, bailakuppe and incidentally this happens to be the second largest tibetan settlement in the world outside tibet and of course dharamshala now i'm sure uh, you would have heard about dharamshala which yeah. happens to be in himachal pradesh so there are about 70000 tibetans mm-hmm. who live in bailakuppe mm-hmm. is there a name to this monastery the, this monastery is called as a namdrolling monastery mm-hmm. and it is famous because you have the statues of buddha in in copper and gold plated so when you are coming to these coffee plantations i've heard a lot about sakleshpur have you been there yes sakleshpur uh, it's um, not too far from bangalore but is definitely worth visit mm-hmm. now what is there in sakleshpur there is a, must be scenic as well right? it, it is definitely scenic it is definitely scenic and there is uh, sakleshpur is popular for its manjarabad fort mm-hmm. now uh, this was a fort which was built by tipu sultan uh, who used french military architects uh, it is something that you would normally see on karnataka tourism mm-hmm. you know there, there is a shot right from the top why is it called manjarabad fort actually since it is located at a height uh, manju in uh, kannada means uh, fog, fog. right fog or mist so this was a place where uh, you know he constructed this fort okay 
So in addition to Sakleshpur, I remember having gone down to a place atop a hill called as Bettada Bhairishwara, which is a 600-year-old ancient temple dedicated to Lord Shiva. Uh, again, uh, when you go right up, uh, the surrounding is absolutely fabulous. Greenery, uh, being in the Western Ghats. Uh, the last stretch as you go up uh, your vehicle, of course, uh, we went down in our Innova. But if you are in a Jeep, it is more comfortable because the last part, above, about 500 meters or so, is not easily motorable. Mm-hmm. So you just need to walk around there. Uh, an interesting legend to this is the Pandavas from the Mahabharatas, um, you know, stayed here for some time okay. during their exile. Oh, okay. So located about one hour drive from Sakleshpur is uh, a place called as Shetty Hali. This is quite interesting because as you drive past, you see a Gothic type church, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, which is located bang out of nowhere. And this happens to be the Shetty Hali Rosary Church. This was actually built in the 1860s by the French missionaries. Possibly this church existed because of there used to be these British uh, coffee estate owners Mm -hmm. and because of the cross proximity to Sakleshpur. Okay. So an interesting uh, thing about uh, Shetty Hali Rosary Church is it remains partly submerged during the rainy season and dry during the summers. So if you happen to go during either season, you will see it submerged in, partly submerged in water. So in the rainy season, if you have to go to the church, you need to take a boat? Yes, normally there are boats. There are also coracles which are arranged. So you can go down. That must be fun. So a lot of photographers come down during these seasons. Did you happen to go in the rainy season? I haven't been there during the rainy season, but what uh, a couple of my friends have been there. They've taken beautiful pictures of the same. So it's a nice place to visit during uh, either of the seasons. So then um, what else after the Shetty Ali Church? Is there anything else? So also located at about uh, one and a half hours drive from Sakleshpur is the Kukke Subramanya Temple. So this is a temple which is dedicated to uh, Kartikeya and pretty popular because a lot of people do visit this place. In addition to it, there is... Uh, uh, there is the Dharmasthala's temple, which is an 18, which 18, is an 800 18, year old temple, yeah. which is dedicated to Lord Shiva. So, if you would like to cover some places of religious uh, significance, okay. I've heard a lot of about a lot about Belur at Halevid. Have you got, been there as well? Both were the capitals at one point of time of the Aisala dynasty. They were ransacked by Malik Kafur, mm-hmm. uh, who was the commander of the Delhi Sultanate, uh, Aladdin Kilji, in the 14th century. So, oh, okay. if you remember the movie Padmavat, Malik Kafur was there as a part of uh, the movie. So, uh, he was primarily responsible for the destruction of many temples in southern India. Okay. So, these must be preserved by the World Heritage Organization. Yes, they are uh, UNESCO heritage uh, sites. The the temple which is popular in Belur is called the Chenna Keshav Temple. Mm -hmm. So the Chenna Keshav Temple in Belur was built by the Hoysala King Vishnuvardhana in 1117 AD. This temple took about 103 years to build. And the reason why this is called as a Chenna Keshav Temple is because Chenna means handsome Correct. in Kannada and Keshava is nothing but another word to for, for Lord, Lord Vishnu. Vishnu. Now the reason why these temples are so beautiful is because chlorotic kist, which is nothing but soapstone mm-hmm. was used for building these temples. It is very easy to sculpt these temples using uh, uh, soapstone and as time passes by they solidify. Oh, exactly. So that's so that's how uh, the temples, the carvings around these temples are so exquisite. 
to you if you look very close by in in the temples of both Belur and Halibut they have uh, they depict mythological tales the one in Chennakesha uh, temple has madanikas which are nothing but damsels in 42 different poses so uh, the Chennakesha temple is built on a star shaped pedestal mm-hmm. and it's got seven layers of friezes okay on the on the walls so the friezes could be that of elephants lions horses decorative flowers swans daily life and mythological story i can relate to lions because hoysalas uh, their uh, i think their sign is the lions right correct the hoysala and the shantaleshwara temples of halebid are also very beautiful in fact they were built in the 1120 ad and it took a whopping 190 years to build now this temple also was ransacked a couple of times um this is this temple is very beautiful uh, compared to the chennakesha temple this has 11 layers of friezes so you can just imagine how beautifully constructed they are uh, i would no certain, wonder it took 190 years uh, i would certainly recommend uh, people to visit belur and halebi to understand how beautiful these temples are shravana belugula is also there right close by belur halebi uh, it's known for the Bhamteshwara statue. That's right. In fact, uh, this particular region, in uh, the king Veera uh, Ballala, was nothing but a Jain. Oh. So that's, that's how right. Jainism prevailed in Karnataka. Mm-hmm. And uh, in uh, Halibut, there is a there's a Jain Basadi uh, which is there, which again dates back to the uh, 11th and 12th centuries. So as a matter of fact, King Vishnu Vardhana, who was a Jain by religion, converted to Vaishnavism. under the influence of ramanujacharya so these temples have an 18 feet statue of parshavanatha and shantinatha who are nothing but the 16th tirthankara and the 23rd tirthankara so coming to shravana belagola yes it is famous for its 58 feet monolithical statue mm-hmm. okay of bahubali and bahubali happened to be the 24th and the last tirthankara okay so can we climb up to see the statue of uh, bahubali yes actually you can uh, you can climb up there are about 620 steps right from the bottom to reach to the top okay and uh, at some points these uh, steps are pretty steep but i had read in the newspaper that uh, there is a mahamastaka abhisheka that happens every 12 years is that right and yes. the pm comes to unveil the function or something that's right it happens every 12 years and it attracts uh, devotees and tourists from all across uh, india in fact uh, at the feet of bahubali one were to closely take a look there is an inscription that it was uh, built in 981 ad okay mm-hmm. apart from shravana belagola and these places another favorite place uh, that of mine is of course hampi which has both a historical and a mythological connection mm-hmm. uh, i suppose you can refer to the podcast on hampi in particular where i cover it in quite a detail okay uh, now is there anything that's close to hampi yeah close to hampi i say about 3 and a half hours drive from hampi is the famous rocka temples of badami have you heard about the rocka temples yeah i've heard about them the chalukya dynasty which comprised of the badami chalukyas the kalyani chalukyas and the vengi chalukyas they at one point of time they happened to control the central and southern india which between the 6th and the 12th centuries mm-hmm. now badami in particular was the capital of the badami chalukyas 
ఫార్మ్స్ you'll see vishnu and uh, seated on the serpent adishesha you'll see vishnu in the form of narsimha avatar in the form of varaha avatar as well as harihara which is nothing but a combination of vishnu and shiva mm-hmm. yeah. and the fourth cave uh, as i've already mentioned that there is there was a definite influence of jainism jainism yeah. the fourth cave is uh, dedicated to jainism and you would see a seated mahavira and uh, పర్షవనాథ తీర్థంకర ఆల్సో డిపిక్టెడ్ హియర్ ఓకే సో ఫస్ట్ కేవ్ ఇస్ శివ ద అదర్ టు ఆర్ విష్ణు అండ్ ద ఫోర్త్ కేవ్ ఇస్ అ జైన్ మహావీరా కేవ్ yes so they are functioning temples as well so one that i would like to talk about is a bhutanatha temple and uh, the bhutanatha is nothing but a form of shiva who is regarded here as the god of ghosts spirits and souls there are two temples which which lie on the banks of the agastya lake and both have a different form of an architecture so which actually represent the badami and kalu uh, and the kalyani chalukyas okay. which have built it during different periods of time mm-hmm. so uh, as i mentioned they are on the banks of the agastya lake and this lake happens to be happens to date back to the 5th century oh, really? so interestingly the waters of this lake have never gone dry and it is it is named as sage uh, it is named as agastya and refers to nothing but sage agastya from the epic ramayana okay is there anything else there other than the bhutanatha temple and the the two temples you mentioned on the banks of agastya lake in addition to the bhutanatha temple uh, there is another popular temple called as the banshankari temple which dates back to the 7th century and is dedicated to goddess parvati it's a lovely temple which was built uh, which was uh, built by the chalukyas mm-hmm. so after visiting badami i feel that patatkal or aihole and all those places are close by in the vicinity there yeah you're right in fact uh, if you happen to go all the way down to badami it's about a 30 minute drive to reach uh, the unesco heritage site of patatkal patatkal is uh, is pretty interesting because it is a place of an architect's delight uh, one would see temples which are built in different styles so you have a, you could say it's a fusion of temples of the north as well as the south okay so uh, just like patarakal you have uh, ancient temples uh, in aihole as well aihole in fact also happened to be the capital of the chalukya dynasty mm-hmm. and there is about 45 minutes uh, from badami and, uh, and about 20 minutes from uh, patarakal okay now that you mentioned a lot about those temples uh is there anything else that's worth mentioning uh you could also 
go down to a place called as Bijapur, which is called as Vijayapura now. It was under the Bahmani dynasty that ruled long time back. There is a UNESCO heritage site called as the Gol Gumbas. Yeah, we have heard about Gol Gumbas. Yeah, so it's it's definitely worth visiting, and it's in fact a must visit if you are going all the way down to Badami, mm-hmm. uh, mainly for its architectural beauty. Uh, also, uh, on your way to Bijapur is a place called as Kudala Sangama, which is nothing but a confluence of rivers, Malaprabha and Krishna uh, merge here. And there is a Sangameshwara temple, which is uh, which is beside, which is worth a visit. Yeah, this Kudala Sangama recently was mentioned. It uh, looked like there were a lot of floods there around that area. So the, yeah, so every year, I think when it rains uh, quite heavily, this place happens to get flooded. In fact, I remember last year there was water. This, this whole place had totally submerged. Oh. It's quite a, a sorry sight to see, but uh, it's 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 a nice place to stop by. So, in addition to Bijapur, uh, Kudal Sangama that I spoke about, uh, um, we've always heard about Hubli and Dharwad. Uh, the, they are the twin cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you possibly could go down there, which is about uh, a distance of about three hours uh, of a drive. Uh, Hubli uh, is, of course, famous for its art and literature, which dates back to the 12th century. And if you are happening to go down to Dharwad, Dharwad is known for its Dharwad Peda. Oh, which that's one must, delicious, actually. Yeah, which one must definitely try. Now, I've spoken enough about uh, temples, about its architecture, about the scenic beauty, uh, and so on. But if you happen to be a person who's interested in wildlife, there are many uh, places. Uh, like uh, Kabini, which is uh, which is located close by to Mysore, uh, so is Bandipur National Park, which is again uh, located close by to Mysore. Uh, Dandeli, Kudremukh National Park, the Badra Wildlife Sanctuary, uh, to name a few. There must be quite a few places there, right? There are quite a few places. Now, if you were to ask me, have I covered everything? I would not have done uh, justice to Karnataka because there are many more places which right. are worth visiting. Correct. We've all heard about Mangalore. We've heard about Shimoga. And the Agumbe Ghats. Agumbe Ghats. Chitra Durga is equally popular. Karwar is popular too. Yeah, Gulbarga. and uh, Talkaveri, that's where the Kaveri River Correct. So I think Talkaberi is a place where you can visit from Kur. Correct. Yeah, right? that's also. Yeah. You also have uh, Gulbarga. You have Bidar. So there are many places which are worth visiting. Um, this, these are some of the few places I thought we can speak about in the paucity of time. Right. Thanks, Kishan, for your time. Thanks, Omana, for having me here. Thanks for tuning in. For more such experiences. Do tune into the Don't Trip on the Usual podcast from Yonder Experiences. Take care, stay safe and whatever else you do, don't trip on the usual.